Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Label 1976 podcast. I am your host, True Straub. How you guys doing out there on this wonderful fall rainy day? I love it. As I've stated before, I love fall. Give it to me in any condition you want to give it to me in. If it's kind of drizzly, and sp- I like to call it spittling outside. Not even really drizzling. It's like a spittle <laughs> outside. And the breeze is flowing and the trees are turning colors and the leaves are falling and all of that give me that I love that weather I feel like I work my best magic in that kind of weather it just feels like I'm in my element I love it I do try to stay off the roads especially uh you know especially out here in this Atlanta traffic I I try to stay off the roads out here because people cannot drive you pour some mortar on the ground and everybody starts going five it just it just is what it is man so I just try to stay out of everybody's way and you know people don't really let you merge they don't know how to get out of the lane that you're supposed to be merging into and stuff they want to ride that slow lane all the way to their destination which is probably like 50 miles from where they are don't know why y'all do it but you do can't stand it but hey that's what you got to deal with when you move to Atlanta so you know get prepared for that for those of you that don't live in Georgia um let me see my little catch-up my catch-up um so i went through my episodes and i saw which one which ones have like the most listen listens i guess you gotta say listens because it's a podcast <laughs> but the one that i've the one that i see that you guys listen to the most was my first episode which is pet peeves so i've been thinking of doing an ep- another episode of pet peeves so i probably will do that one um, the next few episodes, I'll probably try to squeeze that one in as one. Now, see, it's kind of hard to come up with a pet peeves episode, like another one, because since, you know, the world has significantly changed um, in these this this year, because what I think I started this podcast in May, like it's even changed from May. So it's kind of like, you know, we're still not completely all the way open where I don't really feel comfortable going everywhere and anywhere. Even though I do get out now, you know, I don't, I'm not cooped up in the house. I'm not trying to, not really a hermit. So I do get out more, but still, I don't think, I don't feel like it's still in full force where everybody's just outside. So then therefore there aren't a lot of pet peeves because you don't really see a lot of people for them to get on your nerves, you know, which is great, you know, but I don't know. I guess pet peeves were kind of interesting to look forward to having. I don't know. (laughs) It's just. It just, you know, I mean, just regular society and living life, being around people, you just, that you're around all the time, certain people or like your co-workers, if you don't have that going on anymore, there's not really a lot of pet peeves that could be out there. Now, I will say that since I've been on this health kick journey at the gym and everything, I have a couple of those that I've noticed. And one I just want to talk about really quick in particular So since I've been going to the gym this year, like heavy, it's like I had never ran into like a gym, a a equipment hogger, if you will. So basically it looks like um, certain individuals, they will get on machines and they'll like do a circuit. I think that's what it's called, like a circuit um, workout to where they're dealing with like three machines. But you don't know which three machines this person may be doing roundabouts on unless you're sitting there staring at someone studying what they're doing and all I usually do is do my cardio first and then I'll go and do the weight thing second 
So you kind of can glance and see who's on the machine or whatever, or you hone in on the machines that you mostly use. So I'm going to do this like um, the ab machine and you hold on to it. Like you sit, you're like on your knees, hopped up on this little thing on your knees and you grab uh, these two handles in front of you and your chest is like um, against the breast, like your, your chest is pressed against these uh, two cushions. And so then you take your hands on the actual two holders below your chest and you kind of just swivel your legs around and it works your um, stomach muscles on the right and on the left. So you're just kind of doing like a, just a twist kind of thing. So I'm going like, I've got my earbuds in, going to the little machine to do my little ab workout or whatever. And out of my peripheral, because I'm very much to myself whenever I'm in the zone and also in public, like, you know, I didn't come here with no friends. So pretty much just in my own, mind of my own business. So um, I go to the machine and everything and I'm on it and I see out of my peripheral that this guy is like looking at me and kind of just like huffed and puffed and turned around and walked off and went back to another machine. So I'm thinking to myself like, what's wrong with him? So I'm like, okay, so after I finish my little sets or whatever, I uh, wipe off the equipment and I walk, I'm, a, I'm proceeding to walk off. And he comes, he like, um, comes up to me and he's like, are you, are you done here? Are you done right here? I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm kind of just nodded. I don't even think I said a word. I just like, just nodded. And like, okay, like I impeded on his whole, his personal, uh, in equipment. Like I knew you were doing, um, circuits, sir. You didn't have a bag over here. Is this your gym, Paul? Cause it looked like his name was Paul. Is it your gym? Is it Paul's fitness? Like, what is that about? So I didn't really know that people do that. Like, you know, I did. But after I finished um, and walked off from over there, I saw that he was going between three machines. So then I got it. But that was the first time I'd ever actually encountered, you know, somebody doing circuits. And then you acting like it's getting on your nerves that somebody's on a machine that you were clearly using when you clearly were not using it. But then I was noticing that he was going to all these different machines, but he's not wiping them down. So I guess he's thinking that people can see that he is going to these machines, he's going to come back and wipe them down when he's done. But, you know, then I've seen some people get up and don't wipe them down at all, just being, you know, nasty, unsanitary or whatever, especially in this climate. But, yeah, so I guess people hog machines. And I saw these other little two dudes, um, you know, it's like the straight-up ground. It's not like carpet in the gym. It's like, well, I think LA Fitness has carpet. But this, I have two different memberships, so this other gym, they don't have carpet. But these other two dudes just like all on the ground doing push-ups and then get back on the machine and then get back on all on nasty ground, girl. Ugh. So anyway, yeah, that would be, yeah, that's pretty much right now my only pet peeve with the gym. So moving on, um, since, since this is going to be my Halloween episode, um, Halloween coming up and everything, I still don't have my costume completely together yet, but I'm excited about it. Told you I was going to do the can of whoop-ass, so I'm definitely still going to do that. Uh, we're supposed to be going to get the fabric and everything sometime on tomorrow. But, so, every night, right, like around, I want to say 9.30, 10 o'clock, whenever I'm going to uh, get into bed on my Nana hours, the weirdest thing happens. So, let me let me kind of back up. In the When we first actually moved into this house, it's like there's a shared wall. So, the house beside us, it's like they almost look like, 
I guess they look like duplexes, but they're not. These are actual houses, but there's a shared wall. I think in California, my friend, I know they, they had their previous house that was a shared wall, but they're houses. Um, so anyway, I just kept, we kept hearing at night, like it was some rustling in the attic. Like it sounded like people upstairs just walking in the attic. And so I'm thinking to myself, what possibly could that be? Like possums, raccoons, because we live like around like a nature uh, reserve. Um, and I see deers when I go out walking and stuff sometimes. So yeah, I'm like, okay, I know it's animals around here, but like, what could that be in the attic? So we actually had somebody come out and he checked up in the attic and said that nothing lives up there, but that he saw a little, like some droppings and saw like little uh, paw prints and that he thought that they possibly were raccoons but that he didn't put any traps up because it didn't look like they were living up there. They pretty much just probably come to our house on their way home to their other house over into another house. So I'm like, okay. So I never thought anything of it. The sounds went away for like a long time. But then here these last like two months, the sounds have kind of come back. And so whenever I'm going to sleep upstairs, the, the, the bedrooms are upstairs, I'm going to sleep and I promise you every night when I get in bed around 9 45 10 o'clock it's like when I go to sleep that thing comes home and goes to sleep upstairs yeah it does it, it sounds like it's crawling up the side of the house and then it gets up above me where I'm in my bed you can tell that it's like right above my head and like it just it goes to sleep when I go to sleep is that not creepy that crap is creepy to me it is and I so want to know what it is so when I go out and water my plants um, in the mornings, I always try to look and just see like, what could it possibly be? Because I don't, I don't even see what you could be holding on to to climb up the house. Like, that's weird. Does it have sticky feet? <laughs> you know, is it sticking on? Is it, does it have paws like spiders where they can crawl? Like, a, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to see it. I mean, I just feel like it's, it's very, it, it's possible that it very much is like human-esque. And that to me is enough. So we're going to have to go see what's good with that. Somebody's going to have to go up there. So that was part of my catch up. That is all of my catch up for you guys. So moving on to my things you possibly perhaps didn't know. I saw this movie called The Forest about a year ago. And it was about this forest that's in Japan that they called, they nicknamed the Suicide Forest. Now the real name of the forest is called Okikahara, Okikahara, the Okikahara Forest. And so this forest is on the edge of Mount Fuji. Um, it's at, yeah, it's at, at the bottom on the edge of Mount Fuji. It pretty much is a forest where people go to commit suicide. And the name also doubles as the home to the ghost of the dead. So they called it the suicide forest and the home of the ghost of the dead. So in 2010, at this actual forest, uh, the police recorded that more than 200 people attempted suicide in the forest, of whom 54 actually completed the act. So, and they state that people that don't even live around the area actually travel to the area to go there to commit suicide. So there's also a legend to this that everyone that commits suicide there, their soul is trapped in the forest. 2003, actually 105 dead bodies were discovered at the forest. And what they do is usually whenever they go and look for people in the forest, they're not looking for anyone that's alive. They just go there to round up the bodies once a year. 
So that is how that is how huge of a phenomenon this forest is. Uh, they feel that in Japanese folklore that the people that actually commit suicide in the forest contribute to the number of ghosts and spirits that are still trapped in the actual forest. Now, whenever you look up um, this forest and everything, basically they'll show you that people still go, like people go there, y'all, to actually camp out, stay overnight, the whole shebang, like go camping in this forest. There is no way on God's green earth ever in my life would I go, well, maybe for some money, but still, there's no way that I would go and sleep in this forest overnight. Are you crazy? Then they were saying that when you get in there, sometimes, uh, I was reading that when you actually get in there, that um, the, the, the stillness of it and the quietness is so deafening that you feel so completely alone and just uh, in the middle of nowhere essentially like you just feel alone and this this whole feeling of dread overcomes you whenever you're in the forest even though you may be there with other people like it's just just seems like a completely creepy place and what's his name it was uh one of these guys um john ryan paul ryan or something like that it's a it's a famous youtuber he started off on youtube like everybody does and he ended up being i think he's like a little boxer now but on his YouTube channel, he actually did a vlog, a video uh, blog, basically, on going to the forest. So he goes to the forest, and as he's filming and everything, in the shot where they're filming, it's a body hanging from a tree. And so he got into, like, a whole bunch of trouble for filming that and then also for putting it up. Like, why are you playing these games in this forest like this, and especially in a foreign land? You're American. So the Japanese took that as disrespect, and, like, you're not understanding the gravity of what you're doing people come here to die like people come here to commit suicide and we're trying to get it under control and you're out here doing a video vlog on it who thought that was a good idea i'm sorry y'all correction his name is logan paul so right in 2017 he uploaded a travel vlog to his youtube channel about his trip to the forest um to the um okikarahara forest and um he just received, he received a lot of backlash for it and he had to remove the video uh, from his channel and he uploaded a actual apology to Twitter and on his YouTube channel. But he lost so many different sponsorships after that. He was removed from Google uh, Preferred and yeah, most of his sponsors just uh, stopped working with him due, due to the incident. So he had to donate $1 million to suicide prevention agencies um, and he continued to upload his daily vlogs, but his viewership went down tremendously after that uh so yeah and then logan paul actually right he's like a um welterweight um boxer now i think he's the one that just uh tried to fight floyd mayweather this past year so yeah from youtube vlogger to boxing it's all possible people it's possible keep keep your dreams keep hope alive so that is my thing you possibly perhaps did not know. I'll put in the description of the podcast the name of the forest if you guys want to go and just look uh, for yourself on it. It's really interesting. They have a lot of different uh, videos on YouTube uh, of people actually going through there and everything and people camping out. Oh, and one more thing. They said that whenever they, whenever you go, there's no um, cell phone reception. Of course, because it's a haunted suicide forest and the devil probably lives there. Come on. Of course your cell phone doesn't work. They said whenever you go in there, your compass goes crazy. There's no direction. They were saying that uh, there's a spirit in there that when you get, when you actually get inside the forest and you think you know where you're going, that you get so turned around that you become just, uh, 
your, your mind just becomes becomes discombobulated and you don't remember how to get back out at all and so people actually have died trying to get out because the, the, the force turns you around I'm sure it's some kind of energy in there that makes you turn yourself around type of thing so they were saying that um, a lot of people when they go inside the forest what they do is to get back out they just they put tape at each uh, tree that they come to and follow the tape back but you know of course I'm sure somebody comes and undo does that tape boo Whenever you have to, you place it up there and you leave it. Do you think that tape is going to be back there for you to get back home? I know I wouldn't be going. That's that's what I do know. So on to my topic for the spirit of Halloween. I'm going to pull a story from my past up and out. So I'm not sure if a lot of you remember when the movie The Craft came out. It's like one of my go-to movies all the time. Like I was just so enthralled in it whenever it came out I thought it was the coolest thing I think I was still in high school when that movie came out um it was Nev Campbell uh forgot the black chick's name I think her name was Rachel something and then it was these two other chicks um let me see I want to say yeah it was Robin Tooney Nev Campbell Rachel True and the other girl's name, her last name is Balk. I, I don't know what her first name is. But they were these four teenage um, high school students. And in their downtime, three of them would, like, do this thing where they, they call it calling the corners. Um, so it would be like an earth, air, fire, water type of thing. Like, um, And so when actual the fourth girl came into play and she moved into town and everything, she pretty much would have been their fourth element. Now, the movie was from 1996, and I think that back then, you know, it was more like emo stuff, and as I stated before, I, I went to a really diverse school, so my mind was open to a lot, and I saw a lot, and a lot of those, like, I think back then, a lot of the girls in high school, you know, they were dressing goth, you know, black everything, black nails, black hair, shaving their heads on the sides, you know, just rebelling against the machine or something, or or. Reven, uh, being rebels against their parents or whatever that you know they were going they were going through you know the angst of the teenage uh, rich suburban child because they have hella problems <laughs> so anyway the movie was really good it was like a cult classic kind of up there with uh, Heathers um, if you will so in putting that you know all to the side and just keeping that keep that little that little uh, tidbit in your pocket so when I was about I want to say 26 probably like 26, um, met my, uh, former lover, let's just say that, and they were, um, kind of, kind of gothic, you know, but still African-American, but they still were kind of gothic and everything. I dug it. I thought it was cool and just different because I like different things and different people. Um, as long as you're beautiful, everything's great, you know? So, uh, so they loved the movie. We had a lot in common, just getting to know each other and everything. And I was open-minded with a lot of things. Um, and so they had been basically um, practicing like little calling the corners or lighting, lighting different candles and stuff like that. Like I never really took it like as a huge thing. I just thought it was cute or something. Like I didn't really, because you see with a lot of things, a lot of things I'm aware of that exist in the world but a lot of things don't affect you if you don't believe in them. Like, I believe that things exist. I don't believe in them, though. 
So, you know, when people say, you know, a lot of you people or people that put spells on you and things of that nature, like all that kind of stuff like that. Yes, that stuff happens if you believe in it. You know, if you're going to be subjected to it, you believe in it, then I'm sure things possibly do happen because it mostly is going to be in your head. And if someone really has it out for you and they do those kind of things, I believe those things exist and people do that to people if they have bad intentions. Um, so I'll just put that one out there. So we had actually... Um, got a I had actually gifted them a cat now see with me I'm really allergic to cats so I'm not really sure where my mind was with that but since we didn't live together it was no big deal for me I would just be over there you know a lot but I didn't really have to see the cat every day kind of thing because I still had my own place where I could get away if I wanted to or whatever so it wasn't really that big of a deal to have a cat I'm not living with the cat so um nice cat his name was socks really pretty cat and he was like dark and then his feet he was a gray and black stripe and his feet were white so that's why we named him socks he was a beautiful cat had like gorgeous eyes and so when we first got him socks was like really nice and really cool and would come to me and everything and i would just um i loved a cat he was he was a beautiful cat and so had him for a good i'm gonna say four or five months one day I had came over, had just got off of work, and was there by myself um, with the cat. So I'm there with socks or whatever, and he was just being really standoffish, like really standoffish. So I was just like, okay, so I kind of just left him alone, you know, thought he just wanted to be in his own little world or whatever. And I have a thing with, with animals just like sitting there staring at you all day, because some of them do and some of them don't. Some some animals are like really happy-go-lucky, and they don't they don't need to be all up in your grill kind of thing but if you have a pet owner that is constantly messing with the pet all the time all the time always in his face like this is my best friend lover homie everything to the pet and the pet is going to be just like a titty baby just like a child would be you know what I'm saying so when you have those kind of animals and you do it like that they're constantly in your grill that means that their owner always has the cat or the, the animal in their face so when they're alone with you they expect the same kind of thing my personality isn't really like that. I'm kind of like a you do you, I do me kind of thing. And then with cats, they don't, they're not really needy like that. Not for real, not regular ones. Like I said, uh, went over there one time, he was just acting really funny and standoffish. I was like, thought about it because it was creeping me out. And then I called them and said, you know, what's going on with Socks? Because he's acting really funny. And they were like, oh, no, he's just, he's in his role. Like he's doing what he needs to do now. Like he's you know, a protector, like he's just, that's what his role is. I'm like, the hell does that mean? All right. So I still didn't really take it seriously or didn't really, I was like, whatever <laughs> kind of thing. And I didn't really put anything else really with it. What do you put with that? I'm just like, okay, that's fine. So this one day in particular, I'm eating and he's sitting across the room from me, just like sitting in the middle of the floor, just sitting there staring at me, just staring at me. And so I'm like, socks, go. Yeah, like he didn't hear anything. Now, before anything had happened to him, before he changed or whatever, he would go. Like, he knows what that means. Like, cats are very smart, as I stated. So I'm like, socks, go. He wouldn't move. I'm like, socks, go. He wouldn't move. So I'm just sitting there trying to ignore him, still just eating my food. And he's just still sitting there, just staring at me. And it was just the creepiest stare to me. I don't know why it just hit different that day for some reason. I don't know what it was. So... 
I'm like, socks go again, and he wouldn't move. So then I got up, and I took him back into the bedroom, and I put him in the bedroom and just closed the door back there. So he's back there, like, just being really, really quiet. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. He's usually quiet. So I put my plate up and everything and go back to the room to check on him. Probably like 30 minutes. Go back to the room to check on him, and there is a huge log of feces in the middle of the floor. Now, if you know anything about cats, they use a litter box. Cats do not just use the restroom in the middle of the floor. They don't do it. So, I mean, it was a log, like a human-sized piece of feces. I'm bugging, and then I just get livid. I'm like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like fussing at him. I'm like, Socks, what is this? What is this? And so he just kind of like scrambling, trying to get away from me. So I go to try to pick him up. And I'm like, come here, come here and trying to pick him up and stuff. He goes into the closet and kind of like just balls up in the closet. I'm like, come here. And I'm trying to pull him out, pull him out. He does this low girdle, like kind of, uh, what is it? Like when a dog, like it's like, kind of thing. I've never heard a cat growl like that. He sounded like a freaking dog. And that shit creeped me completely out I left him what the hell alone and got up out of that room and closed the door so I, I but you know I had to clean up the mess or whatever and I'm just like this is crazy so then call call my ex and everything call call my lover at the time and I'm like telling them what he did and so when they get home from work they uh, punish him and everything and then just put him up uh, put him up like in his uh, kennel or whatever. I'm just like, I don't know what you did to socks or whatever, but he is creeping me out now. Like, how long do you think this is going to last? Because he can't really be all up in here and being creepy like that. It's just weird. And so they didn't really have a answer for it or that anything could be reversed, I guess, or something. So I'm just like, this is just, it, it just, after that day, I just was not good. I wasn't good. So, you know, how you have those kind of dreams when you're asleep. So I slept over there like, I think I want to say like the the next night I slept over there. So, you know, you have those dreams where you're half asleep, where you feel like you're awake, but you can't um, move. Um, it's like, what do they call them? They say that that's when like something is sitting on your chest. It's, well, they really say that's when the devil is sitting on your chest or that something is hovering over you. It's like you're, you're, you feel like you're fully awake in your mind, but like you can't move. And so I'm laying there, and I promise you it felt like I was awake. I'm laying there, and when I look over to the door, I see socks, like, just hanging from the doorknob, like, swinging. But in my dream, half awake, half sleep, he looked smaller, like a kitten. But he was just, like, hanging on the doorknob and just swinging back and forth. And he comes off of the doorknob and starts walking over towards the bed. Now, at this point, I'm trying to move and get up or, like, hit them and be like, get up, do you see this? Do you see this? It's happening or whatever. So I am scared to death, freaked out. So I keep just, like, hitting them, hitting them, like, get up, get up. But I can't move. I can't move. And so the more I'm doing this, the more he's just slowly walking over to me and comes over to me and just, like, kind of sits on my stomach. And I just started praying at that point so I'm just praying and praying and praying like please God please God please God. wake up wake up wake up wake up get up get up trying to make my arms move so then finally I wake up like really wake up and so when I wake up nothing's in the room 
I'm like, I know I was sweating. And so I reach over and wake them up and everything and tell them about the dream and stuff. And I'm just like, look, he cannot be in this house anymore. I don't know what it is, but that creeped me out. It didn't feel like no dream, blah, blah, blah. So we ended up having to get rid of the cat, you know, and I had to take him to the Humane Society. But, ooh, that just creeped me out. And it just broke their heart so much that we had to let the cat go. And I felt so bad about it, but I'm like... You know, something was wrong with the freaking cat, man. And I'm telling you, I was not in my, it was not in my head. That wasn't, and I still attain that to this day. Because obviously I still remember it. <laughs> so, and again, I felt really bad that they had to get rid of the cat. But I'm just like, it was just always kind of a thing after that with us about getting, giving up the cat and everything. And I would always just say, well, then. Shouldn't have did anything to the cat. I'm not really sure what you did to it, but you really shouldn't have did anything to the cat. He was fine how it was. I don't know why you felt like you needed to do anything to him. Um, so, you know, just going back and forth about that. But we still remained together for years after that. Um, so, yeah, but I know they definitely do remember that cat because he was memorable. How can you not remember that? Um, so, yeah, so that was my little Halloween story for this episode. Now, moving on, I want to go into my music spotlight, label 1976 music spotlight. I actually chose Brandy today, y'all. I chose Brandy today because, you know what, like for the longest, (laughs) I kept fighting being a Brandy fan for the longest until that album came out, Full Moon came out. When Full Moon came out, I was hooked, hook, line, and sinker because Angel in the Skies was on that. And when that song came out, honey... I had so many feels for that because I so was going through that at the same time. Well, actually going over, going through a breakup when that song came out. I used to just sing that song to the high heavens and curse everybody out. (laughs) Had my own rendition of Angel in the Skies and everything. That song to this day, when I'm on road tripping by myself, I still sing that song with all the windows rolled down. Like, I love that song. Brandy's voice transcends so many different levels for me. It just does, and, you know, her her story is just so tragic. Like, I feel like she never got herself completely back after that car accident when someone lost their life. And I'm I'm sure that that changes someone for the rest of their lives whenever you're involved in something that took someone's life, I'm sure. Um, But her talent is undeniable, you know that. I do feel like she's a tad bit touched mentally, but hey, like I said, you know, it's going to be some scars after you've been through hella traumas. Um, but her acting chops are great. That new show Queens is on now. It's really good. She can rap. Who knew? She's talented. Like she's multifaceted, multifaceted to me. So yeah, shout out to Brandy. Um, all of her, she writes all of her own stuff now, has her own record label now. I think that's amazing. Single mother. Um, yeah, Brandy's doing the most. She's doing the damn thing. I'll take that back a little bit. I did like her before Angel in Disguise. I just really fell in love with her with the Angel in Disguise album her when, when she grew up a little bit more. Of course, everybody liked sitting up in my room, you know, when she first came out and all that stuff. I thought she was cute. That's cutesy stuff. But I think back then, when she first came out, I was more up, I was more on my grown-up stuff, even back then. So, yeah, when she came up, when she came into herself with the Angel in Disguise album, the Full Moon album, that was like my joint, that whole album. And you don't have to skip anything. I love when an artist can put out music and you don't have to skip any not one song and you know even even the songs you may not be crazy about you still know every single word to them 
Um, so yeah, give Brandy her flowers. So that concludes my show for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. I just uh, created a new blog um, the other day. So you guys can check the new blog out at label1976.blogspot.com. Also, be sure to follow me at True Straub on Instagram and Facebook. Um, also, please be sure to follow the actual podcast so that you're aware of any new episodes when they do come up you will get that notification on spotify and google podcast um, and anchor fm if you follow it so please do that and thank you guys for listening again until next time please remember it's good to be loved but profound to be understood